This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, because we have been obsessed with the RTE story here for the last couple of weeks in Ireland and indeed in Britain for different reasons. The war in Ukraine and what's happening in Russia has slipped away from the front pages, but still there have been very serious developments. Two weeks ago, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the mercenary leader and founder of the Wagner Group, was marching to within 200 kilometres of Moscow and appeared to be posing a threat to Vladimir Putin. Then he retreated on the basis of a deal, we understand, and went to Belarus. Now he's back in Russia. The latest news we have this morning is that he may be in St. Petersburg. It's a very curious situation, and because of his relationship, formerly a close relationship with Putin, and also because of the potency of the Wagner Group as a fighting force, his whereabouts and intentions are critical. It's a pleasure to welcome now Dmitry Olovsky, who's been guiding us through this conflict. Dmitry is chief editor for the YouTube channel Kordakovsky.live. Before the war, he was deputy editor-in-chief for TV Rain in Moscow. He moved to Lithuania when the war began, and independent media outlets, including TV Rain, were closed down. Dmitry, you're very welcome to the stand, and thank you very much for joining us. The mystery of Prigozhin, how important is it? How important is he? And we understand he's back in Russia. How significant is that? Well, it's uh, quite important. Uh, we now understand that uh, Prigozhin's uh, fate actually uh, remains uh, unclear. And uh, this fact uh, actually uh, means uh, even more uh, troubles to Putin and to Kremlin and to the regime. Uh, because uh, um, this attempt of coup, no, let me say it that way. This this is a coup, and this coup, it was uh, performed and by Prigozhin and by his mercenaries. And we still do not know why he decided not to take it to, 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 to Moscow, why he decided to stop, what were the terms and conditions of the of the deal. And um, it's um, he's a black swan. And yes. uh, it's always good uh, to have a black swan uh, on your side. Uh, I mean, uh, in a clear side. 
but yeah. uh, when uh, he disappears, um, it means that uh, he might be plotting something again. And uh, we know that uh, Lukashenko actually is a typical, um, you know, um, political animal actually. And uh, we actually are. I, I'm, I'm almost sure that uh, Lukashenko is a very smart guy, and uh, he might be. Uh, plotting something against Putin and against Russia, uh, with the help of Prigozhin, probably. Now, when Prigozhin got within 200 kilometers of Moscow on the Saturday of last week, one of the things that was possibly significant was the fact that the Russian troops, who would, you would think, get in his way and stop him progressing to Moscow, didn't come out, did they? Uh, not, not really. No, they, they didn't actually. And uh, this was uh, very disappointing for uh, Putin and uh, for uh, Kremlin propaganda. And uh, the narrative they are spreading right uh, th- these days is that uh, the whole nation decided to uh, unite around uh, the figure of uh, Russian president and uh, to stop uh, the, uh, the, uh, the coup. But uh, it's not true. It's false. And uh, I think that uh, it has uh, a number of reasons. First of all, uh, Russian army is uh, in Ukraine, as you know. Yes. And um, the vast majority of them are fighting Ukrainians now on, on Ukrainian soil. Uh, secondly, Russian army and uh, Russian police and uh, uh, National Guard, uh, they are very corrupted, actually. And uh, secondly, uh, it's their moral. Thirdly, sorry, their moral. Um, the special military operation is uh, going for almost a year and a half, and uh, there were no um, important results uh, reached by uh, Russian military commanders. So nobody actually knows what are real goals and aims of this uh, of this war. And uh, yes. uh, the people people who serve in Russian army, in Russian military, uh, they do understand it, and they see that. Uh, uh, their brothers in arms are sent to die every day in Ukraine, and nobody knows why. And uh, this is uh, this is just stupid. Yes, and this is what Prigozhin was arguing. He was for months. He was saying this war is stupid, and it's not being fought in an intelligent way. I want to ask you about. There's an image on television. It's a screenshot of Prigozhin in. Roskov, the city that he and his forces took. It's over a mi- well over a million people. And there is, I'm sure you've seen it, we've seen it, a video of the crowds mobbing him like a rock star. He's in the taxi, he's hands out the window, people are taking selfies with him, and he's yeah. being hailed as yeah. some kind of rock star. And, yeah. and these are Russian citizens. <laughs> They're doing it openly. It seemed to me that was a particularly significant reflection of his popularity. But what I think doesn't matter. What did you make of it? Well, he's still not, uh, he's still quite popular in Russia, though he doesn't have any access uh, to uh, nationwide TV channels and TV networks. Right. And uh, many Russians, especially older ones, they are uh, getting all the information from uh, news bulletins on TV. But uh, I think that uh, people in Rostov uh, who are cheering him and who are greeting him, 
um, so eagerly. And yeah. They actually think that uh, um, they. I don't think they support his ideas. I think it's just uh, um, an event that uh, was uh, quite peculiar, quite interesting, and uh, it was historical. And people understood it, and people wanted to be a part of it. I don't think that uh, they, all of them are fans of uh, Prigozhin and uh, his tough guys and his tough methods of uh, uh, solving problems, as we remember the, the hammer and, um, and many other issues. Yes. Uh, but um, on the other hand, actually, Prigozhin uh, is a um, political figure who actually combined many, many uh, interesting points of uh, many Russian position leaders. For instance, even Navalny, because Navalny was yes. very anti-elite, anti-corruption, and uh, this is what Prigozhin is saying these days. Uh, he said, uh, all the rich people who live uh, in uh, Moscow fancy suburbs, yes. you don't know what's going on there on the war. Just uh, take your boys out of the colleges, fancy colleges, and send them to the front line. Yes. And then we'll talk to you. Yes. And uh, yes. he's always he, he's also saying a lot about uh, the corruption in the uh, um, uh, Russian defense ministry, which is also quite important. Uh, so you see, he's trying to be some sort of a Russian uh, Robin Hood um, in, in, uh, yes. in the period of uh, war with Ukraine. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, there are two ugly examples of war crimes that Russian forces are responsible for in the last week. One was an attack on Lviv, 
a block of flats and apartments, seven people dead, one o'clock in the morning, 60 apartments destroyed, a truly shocking example. An even more shocking example was a, a cruise missile attack on a pizza restaurant in Kramatorsk, the Ria pizza restaurant. 13 people died, including 14-year-old twin sisters, and 56 people were injured. A very well-known writer was also among the dead, Victoria Amelina, who was a novelist and a poet. This kind of terrorist war crime, does it tell us something about Putin's desperation, or does it tell us something, and I'm hesitant to put this to you, but does it tell us something about the way Russia fights wars, if you can call this a war? Uh, as far as I know, in Lviv, there are already 10 people died, actually. And uh, the number might increase because uh, lots of uh, were hard, uh, with hard wounds, uh, they, they are in hospital. Um, so basically, we can make uh, two conclusions from uh, these two tragedies. Uh, first of all, um, Putin is um, fighting not the regime, but he's trying to um, make people uh, scary. Yes. He's trying to uh, make people panic. And um, he's trying to... But it, it, it doesn't work. Uh, because uh, after every missile attack, people are more united. People are more eager to get uh, freedom and independence from uh, Russian Empire and from... Putin. And uh, the second conclusion is that actually Russian um, um, uh, missiles and Russian arms are um, bad. They are uh, they they do, they do not work. Uh, they come from Soviet Union and they are not ac accurate. And uh, this is it uh, because they've been saying that uh, Russian army is the second army of the world, uh, but we see actually that. It's the second army in this war uh, in comparison to Ukrainian. Yes, but in the case of the attack on the Kramatorsk pizza restaurant, yeah. the Ukrainians did arrest a man who was outside the restaurant and they believe that he was sending a signal. He was pinpointing for the people who fired that cruise missile that the restaurant was there, that it was full and that it was a legitimate target. So it does appear that this was targeted. Uh, yes, yes, I'm aware of uh, this fact. Uh, well, uh, uh, this uh, brings us to my uh, first point, actually. Um, you know, Russia is actually, Putinism and Russia these days is the terrorist state. Yes. And uh, all they do, all, everything that they do is actually um, the terrorist act. Yes. Uh, so there is only one option to deal uh, with terrorists, and there should not be any um, uh, meetings or conversations with terrorists. And uh, Europe should understand it as soon as possible. Now, the conflict itself, the bigger conflict between Russia and Ukraine, we don't really know how the battlefield maneuvers are going, and we're not sure yet if this much-talked-about summer offensive by Ukraine is working. What do you know from where you are in Lithuania, mm -hmm. Dmitry? Yeah. 
Well, um, as far as I uh, know, the counteroffensive operation is uh, going on and is going on in a good way, not in an excellent way, but not in the, in the worst of, of yes. all possible. And uh, Zelensky recently said that uh, he wanted to start the operation uh, much, much earlier, actually. But uh, West wasn't ready to supply yes. all the uh, weapons uh, to, to Ukraine. And uh, still, uh, Ukraine misses a lot of uh, very important missiles, such as Atacams. Yes. It's, uh, it's crucial for uh, war in Ukraine and for uh, Ukrainian victory. And um, it's, uh, as far as I remember, this is a missile uh, that can uh, hit uh, the uh, uh, target uh, within like um, 300 kilometers. Yes. And that will be an absolute game changer for Ukrainians. Yes, and of course the F-16 jets as well, which they want. The problem yeah. NATO and the West has is to avoid going into Russian territory or, or stuff weapons going into Russian territory. So there's one hand tied behind the West's back in a sense. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I understand it, and you know I've been thinking about it recently. Um, so uh, Ukrainian uh, territory uh, is uh, bombed um, for like um, a year and a half, and uh, the bombs and missiles are launched from Russian territory. Yes. They are launched from Black Sea, from yes. Caspian Sea, from Krasnodar region, from Rostov region. How can Ukrainians win the war exactly. without going to that places where the missiles yes. are started from? Yes. How, how they can uh, stop on the border of uh, Ukraine and say, guys, okay, we are done. We don't see your soldiers here, so yes. uh, we're going home. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just uh, mad. It's silly. I think, yes, I totally agree on the face of it. It is mad. I think the problem, the NATO forces have in supplying Ukraine with weaponry is the justification Putin offers for his behavior and his invasion to his own people is that, first of all, they're fighting Nazis, and second of all, that the West are the aggressor and Ukraine is the aggressor. So if they start hitting targets in Russia, it bolsters Putin's propaganda lie. Uh, fair enough. Well, but... I, <laughs> yeah, mean, I know. You've, you've got to get the job done, right? Yeah, yeah. Precisely. I mean, uh, if it's uh, the thing... Well, if Russian propaganda will once say that white is white and square is square, it doesn't mean that we should not be saying the same because yes. we don't want to play in the, on the same side with Russian propaganda. There are military aims, there are military targets, and there are uh, military laws, actually, of, uh, of the war. And uh, I think everybody should uh, follow them. And uh, actually, Putin was saying all the time about some... Putin and Lavrov and other Russian high-ranked diplomats were saying something about uh, red flags. This is a red flag. We are not going to tolerate this anymore. This is uh, where you have to stop. And they are always moving these red flags. Yes. They are not stationary. They are just taking it and taking it and taking it far, far away. So it is your, you know, obviously you had courage. You left your job in Moscow and you went to Lithuania and you are continuing to work, Dmitry, as a journalist and through 
Korakowski.live, and you clearly don't want Putin to survive this and certainly not to win it. The question is, how dangerous? It's another question that's been raised in the West this past seven days with the arrival of Prigozhin, for example. How dangerous is it for the West if Putin is taken out and there is a vacuum where people have access to nuclear weapons, where Russia might disintegrate in terms of a governing authority. Do you see that picture? Um, it's, uh, it's possible. But uh, I know that uh, Khodorkovsky, actually, some of Russian opposition leaders, yes. they are uh, currently working on a plan. Uh, what shall we do after uh, Putin uh, yes. um, dies or goes away or goes to tribunal or whatever? And uh, this is very important. It's uh, it's not uh, the day. It's not tomorrow. We know what will happen tomorrow. Uh, Ukraine will win anyway. It's uh, no no other chance. But it's more important to think about the day after tomorrow. Yes. And uh, I am actually pretty much afraid of uh, uh, Russia collapsing into a number of uh, uh, states uh, because all of yes. these uh, new states who have uh, nuclear weapons. And it will be uh, more hard uh, to. It will be harder uh, to negotiate to them, to speak to them, to make some uh, I don't know like relations with them. Uh, so yes, and um, while uh, Prigozhin uh, was marching on Moscow, I know that many European leaders and politicians yes. were on uh, constant uh, dial with yes. the Kremlin. Yes. Yes, and they were actually working on saving Putin's regime. They were actually uh, advising him what to do. They yes. were actually helping him out. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, actually mm, I don't know how to treat it because uh, I'm not sure that uh, Prigozhin would be worse. But you know, uh, I, I'm not sure if there is some uh, this saying in English, but uh, uh, in Russia we say sometimes uh, 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 the worse uh, the better. And uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the case. I mean, uh, uh, the, the worst scenario maybe may turn uh, uh, to peace. Yes. The thing about Fergosian and Putin, they are both thugs. Are you familiar with that word? Uh, yeah, gangsters. Okay, yeah. And killers. Yeah. They're thugs. Thugs. Oh, yeah, thugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. This is correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. They knew each other going back to when Putin was the mayor of St. Petersburg. No, not quite. No, no. not quite. No? No. They got acquainted in the early um, um, 2002 or 2001. Okay, yeah. But they didn't know each other uh, in the 90s. Okay. Uh, though they actually could. Uh, because, uh, yes, as you've mentioned, both of them are thugs. Uh, Putin uh, was a criminal who was uh, in charge of all the, um, um, I've forgotten the word, smuggling, smuggling in uh, yeah. St. Petersburg uh, seaport. Uh, Prigozhin uh, was a, a robber and uh, he was a criminal and he was in prison for, for, for uh, quite a big time. Uh, so we don't have to treat these two guys as uh, politicians, as world yes. leaders or something. Uh, we should treat them as uh, 
um, you know, maybe uh, maybe we should treat them as uh, um, evil uh, guys from uh, uh, James Bond movies or uh, like uh, the movies with the in nineties that were uh, filmed about uh, uh, Soviet Russia and about uh, Russian kings, you know. Yes. Now there are many powerful oligarchs. And there are people like Kordakovsky, who I think served a 10-year prison sentence, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. who had the courage. And there is, of course, Navalny, who is now facing a sentence that will leave him in prison for life. He is unwell. We've seen the pictures of him in the courtroom. He looks very unwell. The point I'm trying to make, Dimitri, is, is there the making of a governing class outside of these two thugs if they're taken out of the picture or is if we got rid of Putin would we get Prigozhin who is it seems to me with all of his smuggling his activities in Africa he might be worse he might be more brutal and more evil uh, he might be more brutal and more evil, but he's and smarter, not... And smarter. Yes, and more artistic, actually, and more charismatic. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but but uh, he actually is not a part of the system. Right. And uh, getting a new uh, figure on the desk uh, will mean a lot. Of course, uh, this will turn Russia even to more like... Uh, Evil state and to more to more failed state, let me put it that way. Yeah, but um, that won't last long. So this is what I mean. That will uh, um, that will last for like I don't know, like six months maybe or something. Uh, and then you, I, I believe I'm I'm positive that uh, every country, every society uh, is progressing, and uh, there is no other way in uh, progressing uh, but. Uh, Democracy, uh, liberal values, market, yes, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of religion, yes, and etc. Et so uh, this is how things actually work, and uh, nothing is uh, nothing. Nothing can be done with it. Just let me ask you a question, Dmitri, that we're all asking ourselves in the West. I'm no doubt you're looking at the American election of next year and at Donald Trump and the probability, which it is now, that he will be the next president of the United States. How in, I know that a nation at war is totally preoccupied with its own fate, but many of us in the West feel that if the Biden administration doesn't remain in place and Donald Trump takes over, that it's game over for Western democracy, and it would be a good result for Vladimir Putin. Um, I'm not a very big expert on in uh, U.S. policy, frankly speaking. Right. But uh, I know that uh, in uh, both in the Republican Party and in the Democratic Party, uh, there is uh, uh, people. There, there are people who who are like center of the party. And uh, in, in in both of them, uh, they do support Ukraine, and they do want them uh, to 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 get more uh, uh, more arms and more uh, financial support. Uh, but uh, yes, definitely. Well, Trump is a body of uh, Putin, and yes, uh, that's, that's the problem. He admires yeah. him. Yeah, 
Well, we've seen actually in the world uh, quite um, similar leaders to Donald Trump. And uh, they, <laughs> now they're gone. Now, now they're gone. And uh, I actually, I'm not sure that, well, we cannot compare Putin and uh, Trump, definitely. Because uh, Putin is many times worse. Of course, he's yeah. A, he's a Hitler. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's keep an eye on uh, American elections. We'll yeah. see. In Russia, it's going to be too. It's the election year in Russia as well. Oh, what, and, what part uh, of the year? Um, I'm confused, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're all I, I confused. <laughs> it's usually um, winter, the end of winter or, or the beginning of... Uh, um, Yes, beginning of spring, precisely. Yeah, and also I'm told by Jane, who's passed me a note, it's an election year in Ukraine. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we won't have any shortage of things to talk about. Dimitri, as always, it's very, very interesting to talk to you. It's a great pleasure to have you on our podcast and the audience for your news is very, very strong indeed. So thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and we hope to talk to you soon and we hope that you stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you very much to Dimitri, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.